This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. We have over 4,000 members that are realtors that are out there helping people buy and sell homes. But we also have about a, over 1,000 affiliate members. Affiliate members would be like title companies, home inspectors, and I think lenders are some of the most important ones. And that's who we have here today. We have uh, Lisa Flores of Core Home Loans. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you very much for coming in. And we also have Kim Cunningham of Core Home Loans. Good morning to you, Kim. Good morning, Don. Happy to be here. Great. And this is great to have a couple of lenders on here because there's so many questions going on right now in a typical potential home buyer's minds. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, maybe one parent is saying, oh, you should buy a home now. And the other parents say, oh, no, wait till the interest rates come way down. They go back to zero. You know, so that's where you're going to be able to help us out. What, how do we decipher all that information? And remember, that's what this show is about. We want to provide you with the information that helps you make informed decisions. Kim Cunningham, now I've known you for a while. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in this business. Well, Don, I have been in here, the business, for about 40 years now. I started in 1983, and um, I've done everything from starting the loans <coughs> from the front desk all the way down to funding, closing, processing, and doing everything I can to help people with regard to home ownership. And the first time I met Kim, Kim was the answer person. <laughs> um, so you used to... Um, uh, come into different office, different lenders, and because you were selling products for them. Correct. Uh, and I used to do a lot of loans with Guy Willis <laughs> at, at Capital Lending yeah. Group, yeah. and I and I'd say, well, this client has this issue. How do we fix that? Right. And I loved Guy's answer. He'd always say, I don't know. Let's call Kim and find out. <laughs> so that's how I got to know you because you were the answer person. Yeah. So all of those questions good ones or bad ones the guy used to ask mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you today too sounds good that's <laughs> what we're here for i sure hope for. guy's <laughs> listening in on this Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> i did talk to him earlier this week awesome yeah he's still golfing all the time the bum yeah he was a major <laughs> client black guy was a big producer and uh what we did at that time is we worked a lot to train that's why uh, many of the questions that people had, we would answer because we were, again, selling products and informing brokers and helping them to understand <coughs> how to place borrowers in the right product line. So that's what we're doing here at CORE. We want to make sure people understand not only product, but we want them to understand why they need to buy, why they should buy, and some of the things we've talked about, even ourselves, Don, on just how bad it is and how much the need is for people to learn about homeownership. All right. And we're going to really get into that today. I, I'm going to feel great after the show's over because I'm going to know that our listeners are going to be well-educated on how to get a loan. And Lisa Flores is going to help us with that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Lisa, how long you've been in the business and all. 
Sure, sure. So I've been in the business for eight years now. Uh, ironically enough, Kim right here is the one who opened the door and, you know, said, hey, this is what it could be. Are you interested? And I just really, you know, took off from there. So started in the front desk, joined some top producing teams. I have since been able to open up my own office in Sanger. So we do have a core branch out there. We have a team now. So I have a licensed loan partner. Um, we're really just building on branding and really getting out of our office and taking the information, bringing up the awareness levels to our potential clients, right? That are exactly in that midway point. They know they want to buy and they know they you know don't want to continue renting but they're right in the middle so i'm really spending most of my time building around that how can i get to those people in the middle so taking these type of opportunities getting the message out there um, has really been our our focus okay that's good kim and we're also working really hard uh, one of the cool things that i like is lately we've been really pushing home ownership workshops mm -hmm. because a lot of times the the time that a person's getting ready to buy is not the time where they can think where they can hear and so we're really promoting that home buyer workshop culture so we can slow it down so they can hear what do i need to do you know so core home loans this <coughs> year one of our biggest initiatives is every couple of months to make sure we're making ourselves available because mm -hmm. our industry truly has to work harder on this educational piece so i'm so glad you're doing this show and i thank you don for having us to be able to promote it and we want to help desperately people to understand better so that they can have that investment of a lifetime because it is it's the biggest of their lifetime so we want to make sure that people understand yeah i i remember back to the 1990s um the fresno association of realtors used to put on a thing called homes day and it was down at the convention center and I was teaching a class in there. There was probably 50 people in the room. And I could see this one lady in the back of the room. She was looking at me like, no way. No way is this true, you know. And then I remember at the end of the class, I start to walk out. And she goes, excuse me, Mr. Scordino. I like that part, the Mr. <laughs> Scordino. She goes, excuse me. Um, there's no way this can be that easy. I said, well, I didn't say it was easy, but it's very attainable, doable. And, and, and we started talking a little bit more and they were self-employed, so they didn't think they could, uh, it was gonna be a hard row for them. But within three weeks, they were in escrow. Yeah. And, and even to this day, they're some of my best referral people. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, I also got to tell a little story about Kim Cunningham that I know. And a few years back, my wife, who was a loan officer, was looking around for a new company. And she would tell me, well, I, I'm, I'm going to go interview over here and over there. And I know all these companies. And OK, OK, OK. You know, and then she said she was going to go interview at this. Uh, at the time, it was Homebridge. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned that Kim Cunningham was the operations manager. I immediately said, you have my blessings, go. <laughs> Thanks, Don. <laughs> sure. Sweating. <laughs> no, and I think that's true. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, she is definitely still that person, the answer. Um, so I, I can share in that as well. Well, I, I, again, my biggest thing is to not only, uh, core actually means creating opportunities in real estate. And so that's the actual meaning of it because we want to help home buyers, we want to help loan officers, we want to help <coughs> realtors, we want to create those opportunities. Right. 
So that's actually an acronym, Creating Opportunities in Real Estate. What was going through my mind about three or four minutes ago is, I wonder if CORE is an acronym, I wonder what it stands for. <laughs> then I thought, no, don't ask that. That'd be a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, it's but, the base of what we are. Okay. <laughs> so let's work on that. Opportunities. What, what are the opportunities for a home buyer in today's market? A lot. We're definitely in a buyer's market right now. So if you want to get a good discount on a home, now's the time. You definitely have your selection of motivated sellers. What does a motivated seller mean to a buyer? That means, hey, maybe I can negotiate on the sales price. Hey, maybe I can negotiate on, you know, inspections. Maybe I can get ask the seller, okay, I'll meet you at sales price and I get some credit back. So there's a lot of neat things that are happening in these offers that are being presented. And I really feel in the most recent times that we can think of, this is the market that has benefited the buyers the most. Um, you know, it was not easy, nor was it friendly when we were, you know, doing appraisal gaps and guaranteeing and oversell, over list price, excuse me. So right now, the reasons to be in this market is that you can negotiate. And we know as rates get better, inflation gets better, that's going to pull our rates even lower. So mm -hmm. we're going into a season, which typically is the busiest, right? We're going into summer. People are going to be moving and selling because they're going to be wanting to be ready to go come the next school year. And also so, tax refunds are kicking Yeah, in. so there's a lot of right now that if they get into the market, they get to actually get ahead of when everybody jumps in, and then that's going to drive the prices homes a little bit higher because there's going to be more competition at that point. Yeah, so if interest rates go back down to zero, not that they were ever at zero, but they were. They were, almost were there. <laughs> almost it was getting, there, yeah. yeah, it was almost there. But if that happens, then of course there's going to be another run yeah. on home. So you may once again have multiple offers where there's five or ten offers on one house. We're actually seeing that now too. I mean, we've had it some is. transactions where that's happening. It's picking up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where where they're at, it's it's more comfortable. It's closer mm -hmm. to a one to one ratio, mm -hmm. which, by the way, everybody is a normal market. Uh, in all the years that I've done this, and I'm sure you two, Kim and Lisa, normal is uh, where a buyer gets to pick a home they want and, and buy it with normal, decent terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, with that, we are going to go to our first commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to dive into home buyer education. I want to get real, real deep into that. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us this morning, we have Kim Cunningham, who is with Core Home Loans, and also Lisa Flores, also of Core Home Loans. And um, we're going to dive into buyer education, home buyer education. What do they need to do? So I'm going to put myself in the shoes um, of many people that say, I've never owned a home, never gone through the process. To be quite honest, I'm scared to death. You know, one parent's telling me this, the other's telling me this. My cousins are saying, oh yeah, do this. Who do I listen to and how do I start the process? Lisa, can I start with you? Because you seem like you're grabbing at the mic, ready to go with this one. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So um, the first thing to do if you're interested in buying a home is definitely reaching out to a local lender, right? We do get advice from people that we feel comfortable with, cousins, uncles, parents, families, friends, which is fine. But the reality of it is just not that accurate because every person's situation is different. Everyone's timeline is different. So I would say the first step is really connecting with a local lender. Get your questions and concerns answered up front because that information is free. Once you get a, an idea, okay, they're going to look at my credit. They're going to look at my income. They're going to look at how much money I have put aside for my down payment and ca uh, closing, things like that. It really, you know, demystifies the whole problem. It really makes something that seemed so, you know, huge really simple so i like to tell my clients get with the local lender they're going to talk about you know your credit score they're going to talk about what type of monthly payment you can you know what your budget is what your comfort zone is what your timeline is if you meet with the lender their job or their primary duty is to create that road roadmap for home ownership some people may have 90 days some people may have a year some people are having to be out by next month because their lease is over or the seller is putting the house for sale and they're no longer going to rent. So depending on that timeline really depends on that action plan. Is it going to be really aggressive to meet that deadline of 60 days? It can happen. And there's a loan officer that will walk you through the process and guide you. You know, so the reasons, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to add too that the beautiful thing about us educating our customer is that they'll talk themselves out of it with the things that you mentioned by going to someone who's not an expert or who doesn't do this every day or isn't aware of all the latest things available to the consumer. So we really want to encourage people, you know, well-intended as family may be, they're not the mm -hmm. expert. So please get the consultation. And we had this happen just as recent as the last week. Um, I had a gentleman who was going to talk himself out of buying a home, but he attended one of the workshops and it was put on by Pablo Estrada, as you know, and he's very, very good um, and very thorough. And when this young man was done, he was like, but I still don't know if I can do it. Well, we said, let's sit down. And when we did, come to find out, he'll be able to buy a home. He just needed a couple things done on his credit. So we really want to encourage people, don't let family members that aren't in the business talk you out of it. Sit down. And I've always said one of the most important things in buying a home, I call it the big C. And I know you're loan officers, so you're probably thinking, he's talking about credit. No, I'm not talking about credit. I'm talking about confidence. Educate yourself enough so that you have that confidence to know what you can do. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a young home buyer, single guy, and um, his mom was there. His mom was a wonderful person, but boy, was she uh, active. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can't do this. You got to do that. And he just, he was so confident with the information he'd gained. He'd say, okay, mom. All right. And um, then he would go on and, and do the right thing, which isn't always against what your mother says. Right, right. But I remember even when I was buying a house and, you know, my mom's first comment is you paid too much. And I'm thinking, how does she know that? You know, she's a seamstress not a real estate broker. Um, then I got to thinking, she says that about everything. If I'd gone to buy a half gallon of milk at the store, she was going to say, you paid too much. That's just her nature. But that's the, that's the love in, the, mm -hmm. in that family member 
who all they want to do is protect you. Right. So certainly, certainly not taking it away from uh, advice away from family members or friends, but I think it's like that young buyer did. He had enough information, enough education in his head, his own head, to where he could answer others, including his own mother. (laughs) And so anyway, how do we go about getting that education so that we are so well-informed that we have the big C, confidence? I would definitely say you can follow us on social media. We have at Core Home Loans. You can follow us I'm at, at the link team. We post when we're doing our home buyer education workshops. We link with our community partners in the areas that we're in to put on home buyers workshop. So we're actively trying to fill the seats, so to speak. You know, so that is our, our job that we're working on to create the passion to have the room be filled up because it's pretty hard. You know, when we get to education, most of the time it lands flat. So we're really kind of working on making it exciting, making it engaging, really breaking it down brick by brick so that people can have that confidence to say, based on that information that I heard today, I I can qualify, I should be taking the next step. There are ways that we can connect. We can connect and have a mortgage consultation. We can set a face-to-face appointment, um, or we can. you can hopefully find us at more of these local events, um, listening to different podcasts and radio shows that we've been on and just promoting the education side. Um, we want to let our buyers know that we're here. We want to speak to them. We want the questions. We encourage the questions. I tell my clients before I even tell you you know, what we're looking for and what the process is like. I want to know, do you have any questions or concerns? What's on the top of your mind? Well, you know, I heard um, I won't be able to, you know, buy a home because, you know, I, I haven't been with this employer for two years. So I'm like, okay, well, half true, half not true. But without us having that conversation, she really would have put off buying for another two years until she was with that employer. And what she doesn't know is the cost of waiting. The cost of waiting is we can't afford it. So we'd like to tell ourselves, no, I am not ready. I, I may, I'm, I don't have perfect credit. You know, we could work on that. You know, oh, I don't have my down payment. Well, it makes it a lot easier if I could tell you the target. I could say X amount is what we're shooting for. And that will motivate people to start performing and really reel that in. So um, that's the benefit of speaking with the lender. We, we really have a conversation about what's feasible, what's realistic. Um, so it's really within their budget and their planning and we can really work together. And it's very, very important too, because um, we want them to attend these because what it does is it helps them also realize what's available. Um, we were talking with a, a realtor this morning who um, was structuring his borrower with a good lender so that he could you know, say, hey, you know, I want to get this customer in. He's in a rural area, and he was USDA, and they were able to get this person in with zero down because USDA is a zero down program. And then they were able to also get a seller to help to where the borrower came with next to nothing in the way of cost. So again, mm-hmm. back to the the you said how. Well, the how is going to be in the 
meeting and the consultation so that we can show them how to get the income they need to, how to get the assets they need, how to get the credit in order. And some people don't know that's offered. They think yeah. they have to have these things all reconciled and corrected before they can meet with that loan officer, which is why we're going out to the public. We've been uh, going out to the public literally knocking on doors to get them to come and get that educational piece so that they can understand, you know, especially with rents going where they're going. You may have just seen me smirk a little bit because I had a thought come across my <laughs> mind. But going to your local loan officer is probably a lot like going to confession. <laughs> so you're going to say it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. Like, eh, I didn't pay this medical bill not too long ago. And, and But, you know, like that professional uh, priest would do in confession, he'll say five Hail Marys and, <laughs> and you're back on yeah, the streets yeah. again. Yeah, and that was the case with this young man. He was so embarrassed, and he happened to be somebody I knew personally. He was so embarrassed that he felt like, you know, I did such a horrible job. My credit is so horrible. It's so horrible, so horrible. When we pulled it, we're going, oh, my God, he just needs to, you know, do two things, and he's going to be in a position to purchase a home. But he didn't know that. And he said, my FICO's this low. And, you know, again, the loan officers are the ones that know you know what your FICO realm is going to be. They're going to know what the product line is going to allow for. But please, you know, again, we're emphasizing these courses and coming in and getting educated because it's the other nice thing about it is that when you're in these, it kind of helps you to be familiar with the loan officer before you meet with them. It's a little warmer to be able to meet with them after because now you have a relationship with them. You feel like you're a little more comfortable, like you know them, you've heard some of their experiences, and then you go, geez, mine's not so bad. So meeting with that loan officer really takes away some of that stigma and fear. I really like that about meeting with them face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love it, Lisa, you were talking about local. We're talking now about meeting them face-to-face. That means so much because I'll bet you when you meet with somebody and you're explaining MIP or uh, MMI and they've got this puzzled look on their face, but yet they're saying, oh, yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. But yet because you're in person, you know they don't. So now you may want to go back and thoroughly explain it. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I, what I feel is some clients think they are not worthy of home ownership, right? That, you know, no, I'm, I'm just going to rent. I'm, I'm here. I've been here. Everything's, you know, I'm just going to keep it going, keep everything the same, you know, and it's really our responsibility to change that mindset. You know, the mindset is, you know, I'm working these 40 hours. I deserve a home. I deserve my own space. My kids deserve somewhere to play and grow up and have that really fixed monthly mortgage payment because we're still paying bills. We're still having expenses. Right now with inflation, everything has gone up. But you know what won't go up is your mortgage payment. So right now we are dealing with really high rents and not so, you know, amazing mortgage payments, but that is your investment. You know, that is your equity. I read something the other day that said as long as you own a home, you don't have debt. Right? Mm -hmm. So what's the best hedge against inflation is fixing your having a fixed payment. Our rent is intended to increase you know that that's 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 a given you know so i do not want people to believe that they are not worthy of owning a home i want to change that because they are worthy of owning that home so earlier this week i was teaching a financial literacy course to some seniors at a high school mm. and i asked them all i said okay if you're paying 
$1,500 a month rent today in 2023. In the year 2033, how much is your rent going to be? Uh, you know, because there's going to be rent increases. And yeah. of course, there was some smart Alex said, well, as long as they can get rent control. <laughs> but I was that kid too back in high school. <laughs> no, not you, Don. <laughs> All right. But um, anyway, nobody really knew the answer is mm -hmm. the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, I said, now, let's say you get a 30-year fixed interest rate and your payment is uh, $2,000 a month. In the year 2043, what's your payment going to be? And it's the, the same 2000 a month. So they yeah. got that idea that... Yeah. Yeah, with buying a home, you have the ability to fix your housing costs. Yes. Now, I think we need, yeah, we do. We need to go to our next commercial break. See, I told you this thing goes fast, <laughs> mainly is. because it's so much fun. It sure is. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Lisa Flores, loan officer with Core Home Loans, and also Kim Cunningham. I understand you're the everything at Core Home Loans. Well, I'm the, I'd say business development is my specialty right now. All right. <laughs> okay. And um, once again, we're very lucky to have both of you here because Kim has over 40 years experience in this industry and Lisa has over eight years uh, out on the streets wor working um, home loans for people. All right. So Don, I got to ask you, what about that other story you were going to tell us about? I oh. you just told us about the students, but I want to know about the others. Okay. So during Before the break, I was <laughs> telling them, oh, I had this other good story that came out of uh, teaching that financial literacy course in, uh, this past week, but then it wasn't, we didn't have enough time. So I'm going <laughs> to tell it on the air now. So, you know, you, also, you always hear on this show, deal locally be able to see one another, all right? So what I did in this class is I took a $20 bill out. And um, there was a table there with three three students at it. So I, I went up to the first one. I said, okay, all of you are in Fresno County. This other table over here with three people, they're in New York City. So we have Fresno County and New York City. So I gave $20 to this first person. Uh, don't worry, it was within reach. I could have grabbed it back if I needed to. <laughs> but um, I said, okay, you want to go buy a pair of shoes. So uh, go down the street here. You're still still in the same town and buy a pair of shoes from this student next to you. So she handed him the 20 bucks and um, supposedly gets these shoes. That's okay, now you want to go and uh, go out to eat at a restaurant. So you do it locally um, to a local locally owned place and um, that employs a lot of your friends so that $20 passed over to them and then I said and now the restaurant guy wants to buy a house and and he buys it and that same $20 came back to me so that was the thing but I said now let's change this up so the second person decides um uh, or, or excuse me, the one who is going to buy the shoes. That would be the first one. 
decides to do it online, buy shoes online. And so we take that $20 and we moved it to the other table and um, that w went to New York City. And then that person went and bought something else in New York City and passed it on in, in a restaurant there. And, and I'm sitting there like, how am I gonna get my money back? That, that $20 left the community. So if you could picture that, that's, that's a big reason why. Um, but also, I mean, you're supporting your community, but also you get the benefit of being able to see somebody, build a relationship, and maybe five years from now, you, let's say they do a loan with you, in five years, I'll bet they're gonna call you back. Absolutely. But if you only dealt with them on the phone or by email, you're, you're probably gonna lose them. I can tell you with absolute certainty that that's what's working so well for us is we're, you know, we're doing the old fashioned FaceTime where we're in front of people and we're mm -hmm. talking with them. And we found that even by doing that, people bring others along mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to do that in some of the, the channels. Everything is beneficial, but there's never anything like the human experience of being in front of people and working with everybody one on one. And that's what we really like about the outreach that we're doing in the communities that we're in. Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from our clients after we have, you know, that that one on one, that really, you know, serious face to face. And, you know, I'm I'm surprised what I hear from, you know, their uh, past experiences meeting with other lenders and, you know, their woes that either weren't addressed. Or there was really no connection. Right. Um, so what we do is we provide a service. And I think the foundation of that is the relationships that we create, you know, that we we foster with our referral partners, with our clients, with their with their children, with their neighbors, with their coworkers. Um, there's nothing better than taking care of somebody and then you get a call and you're, you, that person is saying, hey, I got your number from my coworker. She said amazing things about you. You know, I am coming to the table. I wanna know what are my options, you know, and that is a really great feeling because I am intentionally trying to target that relationship, you know, whether it is with my client or whether whether it's with my business partner. As Kim mentioned, these workshops that we're putting on, we're doing a lot of things differently this year. And I think our business model has really changed to captivate this market and this time in real estate that we're in. So yes, while there is a periodic slowdown, this is our time to get out of the office, meet the community, host these workshops. Um, we'll be having a 559 Coffee and Cars February the 18th at Campus Point, which is really an open, we wanna make it a neutral zone. We wanna bring the community, invite them, say we'll have sponsors, we'll be giving raffles every 30 minutes, we will have core home loans there, you know, anything financial, they'll be able to meet a lender. Maybe they meet a lender that loves cars. Maybe they're talking to a realtor who also has a hot rod at home. So, you know, that relationship and that confidence and that trust is already established. And they walk away from the event with education, maybe uh, a card or two, you know, and they come and they enjoy the time and we're making, we're creating that neutral <clears throat> space, right? Because I don't have a line of people waiting at CORE when we get there. You know, and that's okay because that's my responsibility to go to those people who are in the middle and show them the benefits. Talk about why it's so important to buy now or when they are ready and to not let an opportunity pass because we know we're headed into the busier months where competition is going to go up. So probably the most common fear that I hear from people who want to get pre-qualified or want to get into it is it's about credit 
they think their credit is bad. Mm -hmm. Can you describe in a positive tone <laughs> about credit? Yeah, so credit is made up of a few factors. You know, 60% being a combination of how much credit you got extended in its current use and your total repayment. So that is 60% of, of our actual credit score. So how we pay our bills and how much we our balance is compared to the limit. So we don't need perfect credit to buy a home. You know, you can buy a home with average credit, decent credit. We have programs that go as low as 580. Now, do you wanna buy a home at 580? That's not ideal. You know, as your advisor, I would tell you that's not ideal. Let's maybe do ABC and cross over to the 600s. We save money on interest. We get a better interest rate. You know, there's a lot of things that are worth doing a little bit of work on that credit. But to tell you the truth, right now when we're running credit, we're seeing average 660 to 690s. So we're well above what's needed for the bare minimum. And like I tell my clients, you know, let's just take a look because also it's not just the credit. Let's say someone has a 700 and you know plus credit. Okay, but what if it's their DTI, their debt to income ratio? You know, so maybe they're thinking it's the whole time the credit and they've sat with that for six months, maybe if they would have met with a local lender, they would have ran some numbers. Then in those six months, maybe they could have paid off a debt. And then boom, they're ready to go. So credit is important, but it's not the most important factor. There are other things that make a weighted decision. So, so, so I have a question. If somebody wants to jump their credit score, let's say from 600 to 640, 40 points, what are some of the most common ways and easiest ways for me to understand how to make your credit score go up? Number one thing is never miss a payment. Never miss a payment. Let's number say two, I did two months ago. So am, am I stuck for a while? Not really. I mean, you are going to lose maybe 20 to 30 points off of your total credit score. But guys, every month a new report is made. You know, the more you go with your payments on time, that 30 day late, three months ago, six months ago, it means less and less. What I want people to understand is credit is is important, but it's not, you know, the holy grail. It's not, we're not gonna throw our hat just on that one. Um, decent credit is good enough. If someone needs to re, uh, get their credit higher, what they can do is very easily is look at their credit limits. If they are above 30% of that credit limit, drop it down. If they are looking to make a big purchase and finance it on a credit, make sure we have a plan to like installment pay that very quickly because the creditors will look at how long that debt's been on there what are the payment history so the easiest thing someone can do to boost their credit score is really watch the limits don't overspend and make sure you have some type of auto pay that at least pays the minimum that way if there's a holiday or a birthday or something you're not trying to submit a payment you know before 5 p.m eastern and then there's a late fee Mm -hmm. and, and Don, that's part of the reason why we recommend the consultation because some of the people that we're working on today may not be able to buy for maybe another year, let's just say in the worst case scenario. But if they don't see us until June, then they're going to put themselves a year out from June. But if they get consulted today, you know, then that's going to save them. And one of the other cool things about that is, you know, the, there's a term we use in our, our office quite a bit, um, cost of waiting. Um, you can lose so much by not getting that consult consultation sooner than later because you're waiting or you're analyzing it for yourself. You're allowing that appreciation of the home you wanted to keep going up or maybe mm -hmm. losing that opportunity to get in the house sooner. 
Yeah, I think that's an important point. You know, today at home, maybe 365. And in four or five years, I mean, yeah, appreciation does fluctuate, but it's still going to be more than it is today. That's, you know, that's so, a pretty good bet, yeah. Not to mention you lose the tax benefits that you could have had that year by getting in it sooner. So we'll obviously get into that more. But, but more importantly, ones, you're going to yeah. miss the pride of home ownership. Amen. And all the benefits Amen. of it. Yeah. And your kids running around the yard having fun. Right. Having Amen. their cousins over. And that's the number one reason we want to help people get into homes is for that very reason. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's to, to build that equity. So here's another reason why it's good to get that free consultation ahead of time. So I had a buyer one time saying, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready another month, and I should be ready to go get pre-qualified. And I said, well, what are you doing in the next month? He says, well, I'm in the process of closing out all my credit cards. Mm. Is that a, was that a good move to close out credit cards? Logically, it would sound like it. It's like, well, okay, well, I can't miss a payment if I don't have yeah. that credit card. Yeah, so creditors don't want to see that. They want to see if they do close your account due to inactivity, well, then, you know, hey, that was inevitable. But they want to see the extension of credit is still there. They want to know, okay, what's your capacity of available credit? I know how much you're currently using, but if we start closing those cards once we pay them off, we lose that capacity. And that capacity is what's giving us those points. So, and here's another reason why. Let's say you have a credit card that you've been laid on six out of the last 12 months. If you close it out, you don't have a chance anymore to show that, hey, I've corrected things. Can't I, redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah, I have financially matured. You, you, you can't do that. Whereas if you were to get it in balance, like you yes. said, under 30%, make get a good history, pretty soon it's only going to be two out of 12. And, and maybe the lender can work with that. Yeah. I, I believe in that and I and also as a really good tip is authorized users so I know my parents helped us out when we bought our first home what an authorized user is is when you know yes we can run your credit report we can even run an analyzer and it'll tell us do ABC and you get 30 points 60 points you know that's a service that we can provide but one that comes free and it can be effective in 30 days or less is getting someone to add you as an authorized user that has good credit, that has a very low or little to no balance compared to that, that credit limit. So if their cre credit limit is 5,000, we wanna be well under that. We don't want that car to be maxed out. And what ends up happening is this person who gets added to that account, they inherit all of that, pay all those payment histories, the account history, that good performance gets now put on that buyer. So some people have jumped up an average of 30 points. So that meant if someone needed maybe down payment assistance and they needed a quick 30 or 40, an authorized user do that. They don't need to have a card. They don't need to make a purchase. They don't need to make the payment. That account is already in great standing. So that authorized user is reaping the benefits of that. Okay. So the, the owner of that credit card would just get a hold of their um, credit, credit card, card company, company and say, hey, I want to add so-and-so on Correct. there. Okay, Correct. but they better know you well so you don't <laughs> yes. skip out on it. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we want to be mindful, too, of we're, we're asking people who do have good credit, not we don't want to do like a lateral authorized user where, you know, we're kind of both in the same credit scenarios. But, yeah, we do have a service that we provide our clients when we have those sit-downs, and we can say, you know, hello, buyer, 
I see right here, you're kind of on the bubble. Let me tell you the reasons why I think we need to put a little bit of work into the credit to get us here. You pay this account, you do this and you do that. And it's literally a report that tells us ABC. Sometimes it's as, as simple as opening up a new account, mm -hmm. opening up a secured credit card. So I encourage the people who are listening to contact a local lender, contact us. We, we want the questions. There's no silly questions. Okay, one last question before we go to commercial break, and that would be, I've heard people say, well, I don't wanna go in and talk to the lender because when they pull my credit score, it's gonna make my credit score go down. Yes. How do you address that? I simply tell them, it is true, it is going to appear as a hard inquiry, but here's the thing. The benefit is that it's the type of inquiry that was pulled. It's letting the bureaus know, oh, they're shopping for a mortgage. They're shopping for a home. So the benefit is when you do, when a lender, a mortgage lender runs your credit for 90 days, you have a period where the bureaus are gonna assume that you, maybe you shop a few lenders, maybe you start and stop, maybe you know there was some reason, um, but you will not get dinged as much when you compare it to wanting to save 10% at Kohl's or maybe going to um, CarMax because you, you, know, you want a, a newer car or something. Something like that that is that type of debt is going to affect your credit a lot more. So I've never had a client that was on the bubble and then I pulled their credit and boom, they fell below mm -hmm. qualifying. It is never, never the case. Plus, I've seen enough about home ownership to where if I was a credit bureau and I see somebody shopping for a home, I'm thinking these people are going to be all right because mm -hmm. they're going to sink yes. roots in the community. Yes. They want to make they want to get ahead. So they're a good credit risk. Mm -hmm. But you also notice I don't own a credit bureau. So what I think <laughs> doesn't matter here. But with that thought, we are going to our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Kim Cunningham and Lisa Flores of Core Home Loans. Uh, and we've been discussing today a lot of information about why a home buyer, a potential home buyer, a, an American dreamer, ah, I like that, the American dreamer, would, how do you go about getting educated? So we just talked about credit in the last segment. Let's now talk about the other big one, the down payment. So what kind of down payment? How much cash does somebody need to buy a house? It all depends on the sales price. It can be as low as 3%. It can be as little as 3.5%. So it just depends on where that price point is. If we're talking you know, 300,000, they would need at least 9,000 down for their down payment. Um, that can come in many forms. That can come from their own funds. That could come from funds from a relative, right? We can get that down payment gifted, or we can get down payment assistance to kick in and help us cover that down payment. So the number will change depending on the sales price or their budget, but let's say someone is approved for 475,000, we run the numbers and they're saying, oh, you know what? I, I think I'd be more comfortable probably at a 320 or a 360. That's fine. We drop everything, we go over those numbers, and if they're good with it, they get their pre-approval letter and, and they're on their way. 
The other thing that's uh, good about that question is there's different programs out there, like veterans have a zero down program, yeah. and many of them don't take advantage of that benefit, and it is a benefit. It's a great yeah. program, and that's available. We have uh, USDA, which is a rural housing program, and that is a zero down program. So again, based on the individual circumstances, based on the actual mm -hmm. purchase price, um, we can help them with that. And th at the end of the day, the most important thing is for them again. This is why we're pushing so much for them to come and meet with the loan officer. This is one of my favorite questions. Give us the meaning of USDA. That's an acronym for, for what? United States Department of Agriculture. Okay, and you're wondering, what are they doing in housing? Um, their purpose was to make sure that homes were being made available even in the rural areas because mm -hmm. when I first got in the business, um, that department, when it came to the housing, it was very limited and the homes were very restricted on, on the actual construction. But today, um, the rural housing uh, department and the homes and what they allow people to do and buy is phenomenal and underutilized. So we're really mm -hmm. trying to push that a lot. And those are typically going to be areas in the outlying areas like Kerman, Mendota, mm -hmm. um, some of the Cove, smaller cities. Parlier, yeah. all USDA. Yeah. How about Sanger? Certain pockets of Sanger. So certain outlying areas of Sanger that, you know, will touch Parlier or, you know, kind of the Manning area are available. So there has been some in Sanger. Yeah. And they actually have a website where you can go in and check the property address to see if the property is even eligible mm -hmm. for USDA. That's right. It's on the website. So you mentioned different programs for down payment assistance. Mm -hmm. Is that something you have to pay back or is it something that is a gift? So it depends which down payment assistant program you're using. Uh, I would say by far the most popular one is CalHAFA. They are financed in California. They're, you know, doing a great job. They are very much self-sustainable. Um, part of their money is paid back with no interest, and there is a, a part where it's paying back with, you know, small interest. I think the interest rate was 2% or just about, you know, know, just about 2%. So it is minimal, but, you know, again, they will have to pay it back at some point in the future. It is a second, so they will not receive a monthly bill, you know, year 1 through 30 while they are paying their mortgage. But it, the program allows payment at any time. Now, there are other programs like GSFA, which is Golden State Financing Authority. They offer some type of programs that will be turned into a grant at closing. So a certain percentage of the money that was lent will be forgiven at closing. And then there's other stipulations, you know, about the amount of time needing to stay in the property. Um, but that is maybe more a viable option for some buyers. So there's conditions yes. with some of it, mm -hmm. a lot like the pop loan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know what the pop loan is? Yeah, it's where you get the down payment assistance from your father. <laughs> and then there's all kinds of Don. conditions. Oh, you can't boy. be more than a, one mile away. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, that's a loan that has a lot of conditions to it. All right. Um, earlier you mentioned DTI. What is DTI and how does it matter? It matters because that is what the lender is going to you know, uh, in association with your FICO score, that's kind of like a risk assessment. You know, it's going to tell us immediately, as soon as we run that credit and we enter your income, it's gonna <laughs> give us a number. And that number has to fit in certain parameters. So what it is, it's our debt to income. How much do we owe versus how much we're bringing in? That typically needs to be 45% or less to qualify for a home. So if you meet with the lender and they run your numbers and you know you're at a 60, you're at a 50, well, we got some things to pay off. Gotcha. 
We have just a little bit of time left, so I w- want to start off with Kim. Kim, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? That owning a home is something that everybody should take the opportunity to look into. Do not disqualify yourself. That's what's the most important thing. And get educated by people that are passionate about you and your family owning a home. And I'd like to say that we're here in the community to help in any way we can. There are other lenders out there, but our key is please get educated and find out. Okay. And Lisa, I would love to ask you that same question. What do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? I would like the listeners to remember that we're always available. We, we, we want to talk to you. We want to create a plan for you and your family. We want to help you gain some equity and really start building the generational wealth. At some point, it may be a home that you could pass down. Maybe you want to start a business. Owning a home makes a lot of those possibilities a reality. All right. Thank you. And I want our listeners to remember that $20 bill I gave out. <laughs> I did get it back because it stayed local. local. <laughs> I want to thank both of you for sharing your experience and your knowledge today. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. And we will be back again next week. So uh, tune in to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO.